0: I'm feeling broken Come on in, everybody. Come on in. Come, come find a place to stand for the first few minutes. And we've got a full house to this morning. Welcome, everybody. Hope you're ready to uh, get our services started. Thank you for worshiping with us in Sutherland Springs this morning. Uh, we're going to get our services started as we normally do with a song. So if you guys would like to rise and, and sing with us, we're going to sing Standing on the
1: Promises of God.
0: I'm standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises that cannot fail. When the howling storms of doubt and fear will By the living word of God I shall prevail. Standing on the promises of God. Standing, standing, standing on the promises of God my Savior. stay. I'm standing on the promises of God Standing on the promises of Christ the Lord Bound to Him eternally by love's stronghold Overcoming, daily with the Spirit's sword Standing on the promises of God Standing, standing Stay me, stay on the promises of God, my Savior. Stay me, stay me. I'm standing on
1: the promises of God. Hallelujah. If you're standing on the promises of God this morning, say amen. Amen. We've had a great Sunday school class already this morning. We've got a, a day ahead of us already. We've got some testimonies going to be shared, the, the songs, the word. Isn't it great that we can gather in God's house and know that we've come together not just to punch a card, but as family coming together to sing and preach and, and listen to our Heavenly Father. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Good to see there, everybody. Give God the glory one more time. Amen? Amen. Let me pray with us this morning and we'll, we'll, we give us, get time to move on here, but let's, let's go to the Lord in prayer. There's no way to start a service better than go to Him first. Amen? Amen. Father God, I just come before you and thank you as Chris and the guys have just led us that we can stand upon your promises that you are Lord of Lords, King of Kings. You are God. And I thank you for that. And I pray that as we go into the service today, may you make yourself known to us in an incredible way, whether it be through a song, through a testimony, through your word, whatever it may be, but may every one of us leave this church house today, knowing that we know that we know that we stood in the presence, not of just a building, but of our Lord and our Savior. If there's someone here today that does not know you, that has not surrendered their heart to you. May they do so before it's too late. May they hear you cry out and, and let them hear that you chose to give of yourself so that they can have that grace and mercy and live eternally in you. May your will be done this morning, Lord. And we give you all praise, honor, and glory. It's in Jesus' holy name we pray. And everybody says, amen. amen. Hallelujah. It's good seeing everybody. Walk around a second. Shake somebody's hand. Give them a hug. And just tell them it's good to see them in God's house this morning.
0: If we can see it far, for the Father waits over the world. If we pray to serve place there, it must be by and by. We shall meet on the beautiful shore. We shall be on that beautiful shore. We shall sing on that beautiful shore. The melody, the songs of the blessed, And God's spirit shall sorrow no Not a sight for the blessing of rest. It must be by and we shall meet on that beautiful shore In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore To our bountiful Bible above We will offer the champion and pray For the glorious gift of His love and the blessings that come your way, in the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. We shall meet on that beautiful shore, in the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that
1: beautiful shore. Amen. Now, if that did not wake you up, there is no hope. That was quick enough and loud enough. I think everybody in here should be awake now. Amen? Amen. Amen. As you grab your seats this morning, I do have a few announcements I need to put forth. First of which, there's no church service this evening, no Bible study this evening. As we have been promoting, it's in your bulletin. The Southern Baptist of Texas Evangelism and Power Conference starts tomorrow. Uh, in Dallas uh, if some of y'all can be there I know I was speaking at an event in Houston this past week on our religious freedoms under fire and I saw and some of you guys showed up at that and that was a that was an incredible blessing to walk in see Ian and Ed and just just praise the Lord so if you're going to Dallas to be a part of that make sure you text me so we can meet up there sometime but I'll be speaking up there in Dallas the next couple of days so we're going to head to Dallas after the wedding today so I want to encourage you to um uh, have a great rest of the afternoon after church today and it's okay to open your bibles at home even if the study isn't here amen yes. amen also too that being said uh there is a wedding t- taking place after the service today miss david and sherry k amen david Cobath, <laughs> sherry k So at this point, I don't know whether to instruct the deacons to guard the door and not let David out. <laughs> and actually, we're going to have a great time after Thursday. I want to encourage you to stay and be a part of that. Watch them exchange their vows if you'd like to be a part of that. The, uh, Ann Montgomery, keep her in your prayer. She could not be here today. She's, I told her that I would lift it, lift, that we would lift her up in prayer. She had a, a, a five teeth extracted and some of them were really embedded and she called and said she couldn't be here, Wish she could, but asked the church to pray for her. So I want to make sure we go to the Lord in prayer for her. In fact, let's do that right now. Amen? Lord, I do again lift up my friend to you and may you be with Anne and just let her know that she is missed and that though she is there and not amongst us, you are right there with her. May she feel your peace and your grace and your mercy. And God, I pray that you just take away the pain and let her just be able to relax this day knowing that you are God and you're with her. And God, thank you that you can be there and here at the same time. We give you all praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Anyway, she is also in the bulletin. She and the youth are going to be uh, decorating the float for the Blue Bonnet Parade. If you would like to help with that, get with her. Or if you have decorations that you would like to give to her, if the theme is the Lone Star Texas Patriotic. Uh, so if you got some Texas things you would like to donate for the, for the per, Blue Bonnet Parade to put on the float, please get with her about that as well. Last but not least, I want to make sure we know about is this coming Saturday is the mission day camp for girls, grades one through six. Get with Julie, wave Julie, get with Julie, make sure she knows you're coming so she doesn't leave anyone behind. So girls, if you're going parents, if you want your girls to be able to go to the mission day camp, please get with Julie and let her know. And there's uh, information here in the bulletin for that. Okay. Normally I would call up our scripture reading at this time. However, we're in for a treat. As you know, we have had mission trips go to different places in, in this past year, and one of the mission trips that went was uh, not, we've been to the Salmon Frenzy in Alaska, but there was another mission trip as well, and, and the, several of those folks are going to come and share their testimony with us right now. So the Jukes and Julie, they're going to come and share a little bit of their testimony with us. <clears throat> Can't pray with you guys real quick? We need it. Amen amen they have
2: notes
1: (laughs) oh your hands are so cold father god i do lift up my friends to you and and my brothers and sisters lord to thank you for what they've done for your name and taking your word into alaska lord god may your will be done in their hearts may we hear you through their testimony in jesus name amen thank you
2: we did put i did put together a little bit of a slideshow um so you get at least a few pictures of what what's going on. We went up. Uh, this says Gnomes Women Conference, and you're saying, so what does a guy have to do with a women's conference? Um, the church in Carn City had the team on their prayer list, and uh, I was listed as the bouncer. And so um, my my role was pretty much manual labor and bouncing, whatever that means. Um, I tell you, can you back it up one slide there? And so there were three towns, kind of. Involved, uh, Yeah, if you go, go back a couple slides there. There you go. So three towns were involved in, in this trip. We started out, we flew to Anchorage and spent about a week in Anchorage preparing supplies, getting things ready. And then the conference itself was up in Nome, which was a little bit higher up. And then a portion of the team went on to Stebbins, which is a small village uh, just south and east of Nome. Um, and so they're going to talk primarily about gnome and Stebbins um, I just kind of wanted to talk about my role and and my role really uh, if you kind of go on you'll see a bunch of boxes I've carried those boxes so many times it's not even funny we went shopping uh, which is one of my strong suits um, and uh, you know it's it, it's the the Great Commission says we're, we're to create disciples in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost ends of the earth. And I think this starts to qualify as uttermost ends. Um, the thing is, is that um, the devil's at work up there and has been for a long time. And the thing is, is someone's got to show them that God's even mightier. And that, that's our role. So this is one of the things we did not buy, was cooked octopus. Um, but you find all kinds of things in their stores that seem to be a little different than what we would see. But as we as we packed gear in, so this is also in Anchorage. There was a uh, an event that happened just before we got there. They call it uh, ice fog, and so basically, it's it's super fine mist that freezes on the trees. This is not snow; it's actually fog that has frozen onto the trees, and it's super delicate. It, it's an amazing look. But we packed uh close to, I think it was close to 7,000 pounds that we put on the airplane and uh, in boxes like this. And and this is actually our carry-on luggage. So everyone had to take three bags. Two of my bags were those boxes. And uh, then I had just my clothes in another bag. So everyone, that's part of our carry-on luggage. Um, and so... That was the most economical way to get things into Nome. When we got them into Nome our actually the the stuff we freighted up didn 't make it there until like Friday. We shipped it on a saturday it didn 't make it there until the following friday and uh, so one of the other things, my job uh, along with the men, was dig the vans out of the snow and get them running. Uh, we had fair success with that, and uh, we got one van that stayed running, one van actually had gotten water in the starter and would freeze overnight and so you'd have to take a heat gun underneath every morning and unthaw the starter so it would start and uh and then not turn it off the rest of the day and uh is a is a it, w- it really wasn't that cold it was probably 0 to 15 degrees which is really not that bad yeah it really was it wasn't that bad i mean in fact uh i i had gear i i bought gear to get me to 40 below just in case, and uh, my feet were toasty. I, I couldn't even zip my coat because you know we we're always doing something, and uh, stayed sweating. Sometimes you got to be careful not to sweat. That's more dangerous than being cold. And so, it, it's it's a different kind of place. Um, once we got there, Miss um, Brenda Krim, who's in charge of Alaska missions, found out she had a few guys that could do things, and so she farmed us out to different organizations and worked us like rented boroughs. And uh, we did everything from repairing furniture at um, a children's shelter to um, setting up a foosball table at a boys and girls club to unplugging toilets at uh, a homeless shelter where a lot of the alcoholics stayed every night. I mean, so whatever it was we were called to do, we did in addition to uh, setting up cots and getting we had what, what about 35 people i guess 35 people finally came up on the total team and we had to set cots and and get sleeping bags for every one of those and do all of that pull all of that out of storage back into storage and like you say it just worked just like rented boroughs but you know whatever it is that god calls us to do to make his light shine i'm in Amen. i'm in you know Alaska's an amazing place, and it's a place my heart has been called to. I, I actually serve on the board of directors for Alaska Missions, and uh, it's a, it's a place where my heart is. I'm going back next month to work at the Iditarod race, and then back in June, and then back in August. Yeah. So I mean, this is uh, it's an, it's a place that's that's on my heart. It's a place where God's light needs to shine. There's a lot of darkness in Alaska. It's a place where a lot of people run to because they have problems in the lower 48. And they can hide in Alaska. Right? The thing is, God's still there. And we've seen him work in some amazing ways. And I just want to be part of that. And I want to encourage you guys to consider being a part of that as well.
3: Hi, guys. Um, this is about my fifth mission trip, but the first time to Alaska. And um, Alaska, I want you to know, is about the closest thing to heaven on earth as you'll ever be. The pictures that we have do not do Alaska justice. Uh, when we stood out uh, looking over the Bering Sea and it's frozen solid, I saw nothing but crystal sea, which is what's promised to us in heaven. Um, To start our trip, I went later than Christy and Pat, um, almost five days later, and we got delayed by 24 hours. We got up in the air here in San Antonio and flew for about 30 minutes and then the pilot said, we have to turn around, there's something wrong with the plane. (laughs) Yeah, oh wow. (laughs) Um so we turned back around and ended up getting uh stuck in San Antonio for about 12 hours then finally got on a plane missed our connecting flights but the whole time while all this was happening all I kept thinking was many of the things that we've tried to do for God and have gotten delayed and had so much trouble getting there that's when God does his greatest things. Well, God did some great things for me. I thought I was going to serve, and I got served in Alaska. Um, our first day, when we finally got there and went to debriefing, uh, Brenda has everybody meet and greet, and then the new people have a, a word said over them that they're to receive um, for, the, for the mission time. Christy prayed over me the word peace, and I thought, okay, I need some of that, Um, and then we immediately get an emergency phone call, or Brenda gets an emergency phone call, and she says, I'm sorry, I have to take this, and then she turns and said, I need my nurses, we got to go. It's like, okay, what kind of piece is this? Well, there was somebody who was being flown from Stebbins into Nome that needed to get to the hospital. And I got my first lesson in how to be prepared in Alaska. She told me, grab your coat, grab your jacket, we got to go. And so I did. I grabbed everything that I thought. I had my gloves in my pocket, uh, my neck wrap, and my coat. Well, running to the van was only a few steps. Jumped into the van. We drive to the airport to pick up the person who needed to get to the hospital. And we go into this little hub and um, immediately go indoors. So we're fine. Well, then the plane comes in and the plane lands way over there. Miranda says, let's go. So we have to run to the plane. Running to the plane, I realized my jacket was not zipped up. Okay? Not a big deal. I just kind of wrapped my jacket around me, got to the plane, and we had to finagle and try to get this gentleman out. We thought he broke his hips, and so we're trying to get him out of the plane, and I realize the wind starts blowing, and ouch, it is cold. I feel cold air on my face, so I take my gloves off. Big mistake. My hands start to freeze. At this point, it's negative 22 degrees. I'm trying to finagle to get my jacket zipped up and I can't. So I put my gloves back on and wrap my jacket. We get the gentleman in and get him back in the van. But as we're running back in, Brenda grabs me and laughs and says, Lesson 101, Julie in Alaska, you zip up your jacket before you ever leave. You need your body heat. You don't want the cold air in. So we got a good laugh out of that, and all week long, everybody, anytime we walked outside, it was zip up your jacket. (laughs) Morning devotion, this is what really hit me and hit me with peace. Uh, We had morning devotion, and Kathy read this scripture, and I'm holding this scripture in my heart right now because she talked about us being in Alaska, that we were out in the wilderness, we were so far from I will say what you and I know, we don't just get to run to Walmart or, or to the gas station. It's a whole lot different. Uh but the scripture was Isaiah forty three nineteen. Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth, and you will not be aware of it. I will even make a roadway in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Lights went off. Bing, bing, bing. I've been in the wilderness for the past two and a half years, not knowing where I'm supposed to go. But if I go back to my Bible, what did the Israelites do? They were supposed to be following a cloud by day and a fire by night. Supposed to be following God, and He's going to make a way. So, First little step of stepping down to having some, some peace in my heart. The next thing that we did um, after devotion was start setting up for this conference. And in setting up for this conference, Brenda came to me and says, You're going to speak, right?
0: What?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, you're coming. You're, you're going to speak. You're going to give your testimony swallowed big and hard and said, "Okay, where is my peace coming from?" <laughs> and we said, "Okay, I'm being asked, and so therefore I will." Um one of the another blessing in that is um, Brenda's is she her counselor is <laughs> Brenda's counselor who has her, her uh, own um, center in Louisiana. JoAnne says, I want to talk to you. And so I go and talk with Joanne, and um, one of the amazing things that she does in her program is called Freedom in Christ. And she has you pull these feelings out of yourself that you don't know that you have hidden there, and some of them are there and they're raw. And then she has you go biblically and try to parallel what's going on in your situation and these feelings and parallel it to something biblically and then she has you go and you pray and you ask god what am i supposed to learn what am i supposed to hear what am i supposed to do with all of this and what is the truth remember that our feelings are fickle so what is the truth so I went through this process with Joanne and got to deal with i say some of the hidden issues that I had from all the way back from being abused as a child to the shooting. Okay. So at this point, I feel really good about giving my um, testimony to um, the women at the conference. We had 50 women and about five men at this conference. And, um, afterwards you could just see the look on these ladies' faces. And, um, one of the people that were, was there was Eleanor. And, uh, Eleanor came up and spoke. And Brenda grabbed me and said, Listen very carefully. She's going to tell you something. Well, Eleanor, um, is a prophetess and she looked at me and told me that my story and the story in Alaska are bound together by hurts and pains, but even greater than that, they're bound together by the, by the healing and what Christ is doing. And um, she also looked at me and told me that the story would go out into places that I would never dream of ever going to. Um, she said, Uganda, Kuwait, and Ukraine. And Brenda said, You got your passport ready? And I went, I do have my passport, but how is this going to happen? So um, she's given me something to look forward to, something that God is going to do and use which is something that I am a, the type of person that needs to be doing and working. So I'm just waiting for how God's going to use that and see um, Eleanor's prophecies come true um, for us and telling the story of... Uh, and the story I want you to know is not the story of the horrific event that happened here. The story is of the miracles that God did while we were in the church and beyond that. That's what I am compelled to go out and share. Um, and Joanne compared my um, compulsion to how Paul, when Paul's eyes were opened, how he needed to go out and share, how when Paul was in prison in the chains that he was compelled to share. And even she said, what about Jesus? Jesus knew what was going to um, come forth, but yet, and he was compelled to tell, but people's ears weren't ready to hear. And then she, they drew me to the scripture of that um, a prophet is, is not well received in his own home. And um, to make sure that where I go and where I speak, that I'm asked to speak um, so that their ears are ready to hear. Um, The next thing after um, our testimony, um, again, Christy asked me way beforehand. She said, we talked about during break time doing manicures and pedicures. She said, most of the ladies are fine with doing manicures. She says, but you're the nurse, and would you mind doing pedicures? And I died laughing because this nurse hates feet. (laughs) I think people's feet are yucky. Now, baby's feet I love, but people's feet are, ugh. they do not take care of their feet, so please take care of your feet. But anyway, I said, I'm going to serve. I will do whatever God needs of me. Well, in doing that, we had uh, one of the ladies stay back and allow for her pedicure, her feet to be rubbed. And it was the most precious time that I got to spend um, with Anna Moore. And as I sat and rubbed her feet, she just started breaking down in tears. And she says, After everything you've been through, Julie, I should be taking care and rubbing your feet. They said, No, God sent me here to help take care of you. I listened to one of the most heartbreaking stories um, of abuse where she was abused as a child she was abused as a teenager she i mean her um, father had sent her in broken marriage and abuse and i just we both sat there in tears and i felt at this point if If I was sent here only to listen to her story and to help her um, realize that she was not alone and that um, God was also using her, then um, I felt at peace. The next one, um, after uh, Anna was Ethel. And Ethel, we have a picture up there with me and Ethel. Ethel. And Ethel, um, again, told me of her granddaughter that was abused. And she just broke down in tears because when somebody is abused in Alaska, there's a label put on them. There's shame put on them. they're, They're broken, that they're unwanted. And this was Ethel's granddaughter. She was four years old. And the most heartbreaking part about Ethel's granddaughter being abused was that it was her son that did it. Her son, who she loved, and as any mother who has plans for a son knows, that um, he's in jail, the family's broken because of what the son has done. And then on to the next part of the story is Ethel says I pray and I prayed and I prayed that God would send somebody to make my granddaughter whole that that someone would come and love her in a way that a granddaughter should be loved Ethel's daughter granddaughter was killed in a car accident and she couldn't understand And at this time, as she's telling me this, we're both crying, and in my brain, God is giving me these visions. Now, understand... For the native people, Brenda tells us, don't interrupt their conversations because they're speaking two languages and trying to convert into English and trying to tell you things so that you'll understand them. So this whole time, God's giving me this vision and telling me stuff, and I'm biting and chewing on my tongue going, okay, if I'm supposed to tell her this, you've got to keep it in my brain. So... Um, Ethel finishes her story and and tells me and looks at me just in tears, saying, I love my son. What do I do with my son? But even the family's mad at me because now we're grieving over a death of a, a granddaughter and a son over here. How am I supposed to bring my son to know Christ? Well, the answer that God gave me was seeing her granddaughter playing at Jesus' feet. And then he reminded me of something that I've always done. When Chris gave his life over to the ministry, my prayer for Chris was, God, use him in a mighty way. For Ethel, I, said, I looked at Ethel and I said, Ethel, remember there's sometimes we don't like the way God answers our prayers you just told me, correct me if I'm wrong, that you prayed for somebody to love your daughter perfectly. You asked for somebody to be sent to make your daughter whole. Jesus is telling me He did that for you. He answered your prayer. We don't like it. We don't like that she's not here. We don't, we miss her. We grieve for her. he answered your prayer. I said, now what I see and God's telling me is, there's going to be one day that you're going to get to the gates and your granddaughter is going to run to you and open the gates of heaven and show you heaven. The next thing besides that is, Ethel, I see your son coming behind you. I said, God's telling you he needed your daughter In order for you to be able to go save your son, remember there's no sin that can separate even him abusing your granddaughter that can separate if he gives his life over to Christ, confesses his sins, and turns his life over to God. I said, I see that in my brain. And I walked away and I went to Christy and I walked to Joanne and I said, God has never used me in that way before. Please tell me that that was God and not my own trying to comfort her. And Joanne told me, it's the devil trying to cause doubt in your brain because there was nothing that I said to her that was not biblical truth. So the next thing that happens the next day, and I'm almost done because I know we were supposed to make this short, was when I go on mission trips, I've been to Guatemala and that's why I said I have my little, I have little charms from Guatemala for each of my mission trips just as a reminder. So when I went to Alaska, what in the world could I bring home that would be a personal reminder of this trip? And everybody had these beautiful earrings on. I said, that's it. I need to go find a pair of earrings. I don't want to bring home a, a, another medal another because silver is not of a part of Alaska. And then I was trying to figure out in our schedule when we could go shopping. And because we were 24 hours delayed, we had no shopping time. They told us there will not be any time to get to any other stores I was like oh gosh God I really wanted to go find a pair of earrings and about that time this lady walks up to me with her hands like this she says I want to give these to you you have shared your heart with us and you're bound to us by our hearts because we know your story and she opened her hands and it was these earrings There, I don't, you can't see, but there's a green little crystal in between. She says, We have seen the pain in your eyes, but yet the pain in your eyes has brought comfort and peace to us to make us know that we're not alone in our pains and sufferings up here in Alaska. So tell me that God doesn't hear even your littlest, tiniest of prayers. I go back to one of the songs, our new songs, it's Waymaker. He's he's a waymaker. He made a way for me to get to Alaska because when I was asked to go, I was like, I don't know if I can afford this. I go to Guatemala, and he made a way um, uh, for me to have the funds to go. He's a miracle worker. He worked miracles up in Alaska and especially in my life. Um, I came back with with a peace that I have not felt in a long time. He's light in the darkness. His truth and being able to share my testimony up there shined a light into some of the darkest places, and I could see them in a whole different aspect and go forth now. He's a promise keeper. He doesn't leave us. He doesn't forsake us. And then going back to my original... um, verse of Isaiah, behold, I will do a new thing now. Well, after the shooting, they t- they told us that we we will have to get used to a new normal. I never thought of the new normal. I was thinking I had to, um, I want to say, figure out this new normal on my own. Well, the Bible tells me I that I don't have to figure it out on my own. He's making a roadway in the wilderness and he's making rivers um, in the desert, and I just need to, to look to him. And like I said, when you go on a mission trip and you get more out of it than what you went to serve, that's a great mission trip.
4: My name is Christy. Um, My husband is Pat. I know we're never together here, but we are married. Um, So after we did the women's conference in Nome, then uh, a group of ten of us uh, went on a little chartered plane to the little village of Stebbins. And Stebbins has um, about 500 people. So Nome was like 3,800, so that was like a metropolis. Then you go to this place that's at the end of the world. And... um, so, when you're flying, all you see is ice and snow and snow and ice. And that's it. Um, we flew over the Bering Sea. It was mostly frozen. And, um, so when we landed, uh, there was not really a runway. There was some smooth, a smooth spot on the ice and snow, and we landed there. And there was no, um, baggage people to come and get your stuff. We got the stuff off the, the airplane. We put it in sleds and four wheelers hauled it and us back to town there's three um, cars in the whole town and two of them are owned by the school and so there's not cars in this place you know so um, our plane stayed uh, there and waited on us basically it's just so far out that they don't fly that way very often and then our two pilots um, they were in the pictures I mean we sat right behind them so um, they stayed with us also we fed them we housed them and um, so we had to bring all of our food we had 12 people and we had to bring all of our food and supplies for four days uh, we also brought some food we had a potluck dinner for the community and um, it's just a custom thing that you bring gifts and um, so we brought food to feed about 80 people one meal so we brought a lot of stuff uh, we also brought Judy had given us some uh, warm clothes from the pantry we took those and um, those those ladies grabbed those clothes really quickly um, so they use those um, so just to give you an, an idea of how remote this place is um, they are like right on the Bering Sea there's a, a rock wall and then their houses and then the the town and there's no running water in the whole town except for at the school and um, Fortunately, we were able to stay at the school, so um, that was a blessing. Um, in in town, they don't have bathrooms. They have honey buckets, and it's a literal plastic bucket behind a, a screen. Um, there's no doctors, there's no nurses, no hospital. Uh, there's no Dairy Queen, no Starbucks, no restaurants. Um, there's really not a whole lot to do there unless you want to hunt in the 10 below degree weather, or whatever it was. Um, and in the summer, they, they have summer for about three months and they go berry picking and hunting and they do all these things outside. Um, but in the winter, which is nine months, they're, they're stuck inside. So, um, part of all of this, um, attributes to the drug, alcohol, domestic violence that they have there. Um, it's, it's pretty bad. And, um, so we go there with the answer of, of Jesus and, um, what we help facilitate a lot was like what julie said there's a lady named joanne who's a counselor and she uses a a technique called transformational prayer basically basically you're praying to jesus and you're asking him um what he wants you to see out of a certain trauma experience Uh, there's lots of trauma in that town um and they don't have a police officer there. The police officer is a local person that's hired, and they're called the village police officer. And often the village police officer is already a felon. So I mean, there it's just just everywhere is just problems. Um, the the good thing that they do have going for them is the school. The school's a. Uh, uh, an up-to-date building and uh, it has a basketball gym and those people play basketball and they're very good at it and um, little kids up to adults play and um, it's a privilege for them to be able to go into the gym and stay there it's a safe place some of these kids need a safe place to go to and they don't have that um, so the gym is, is a, a sanctuary for them in the evenings um, Another problem that we had, um, as we're trying to facilitate people to come in and talk with Joanne, um, you know, we're, we're up at 8, and we've had breakfast, and we're ready to go at 9. Well, the sun didn't come up until 11, and so people don't wake up until 11 or 12. And so that made it difficult for us to get started and to see people. They wanted to go up to midnight and stay up late, and so we had to kind of change our expectations and our schedule, um, and that was kind of difficult. Um, at the end of Nome and Stebbins uh, Joanne took count of how many people she had spoken with she spoke with 44 people in these sessions that lasted an hour and a half to two hours long and this is over a period of about 10 days so this lady was very busy and we just kept our job was to funnel people into her you know to find them and funnel and so um, we did that there was also five people that were saved on this trip. So we just thank the Lord for those things. Yeah. So when you think of Alaska missions, um, we would ask that you would pray for the people of Alaska, pray that they would come to know Jesus and know the truth and not believe in lies, um, pray for the domestic violence that's widespread, And um, also pray that, that the Lord would send people and resources there. And we would encourage, like Pat said, that you come and join us and be a part of that. Thank you.
1: Okay, well, praise the Lord for that, Amen. Amen. The um, uh, I think we're you know we we've always said we don't hold to an agenda in this church, and um, uh, that went a little bit longer than I expected to go. Therefore, I'm I'm playing I'm in my head how we're going to do things at this point. But one of the things I do want to point out is um, in their testimonies, I just heard we I heard Pat say a couple of times that they worked him like burrow. But did you see the picture up there? He's laying on the floor playing cards with the kids. I, 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 that's what I saw, brother. I'm just calling it like I see it. <laughs> huh? A labor, a labor of love. Amen. Hallelujah. But guys, let me encourage you, if you would like to be a part of the Alaska missions, uh, get get with them and they can point you in the right direction. Now, there are mission trips that we take that aren't as in-depth and as uh, uh, strenuous as that one. We will be putting together the trip in July where it's the, the Alaska Salmon Frenzy. We had quite a few people go last year. We'll be going again this year uh, if we have the turnout, if you guys would like to go. Now is the time to start putting money to the side. It is about $1,500 for airfare and such. But if you start now putting a little bit to the side, you'll be able to have that money in time to be able to go. All right. Well, I think I think what we will do at this point, because it's already noon, is um, let's worship in song a little bit. And, and let's just sing a couple of songs that you guys had lined out. And then I'll come up and we'll just tie this thing together. But praise God for those who went and five salvations that were up there as well. Amen? Amen. So let's all stand. And Chris, we're going to...
0: Yeah, let's sing together this morning. We're gonna sing "Victory in Jesus." I heard an all old story. I was saved in Kingdom Glory. I was given Calvary, to save all wests like me, I heard about His groaning of His precious blood atoning, that I repented of my sin, and won the victory, oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior, Stop me
1: quick testimony with you as well you you can grab a seat for a minute as we're singing and I'm thinking okay Lord this obviously is your time because my my time went out the window (laughs) and I got to thinking the Lord just reminded me you asked my wife about this last night I was up here much later than normal and I stayed in here to the point she went to the store and stuff because I was in here praying and and I came out and she said everything all right last night and I said you know I know what I'm supposed to speak on. I'm pretty sure I know what I'm supposed to speak on, but it's not coming together the way I think it should. And she said what and she said, What do you mean? I said, I don't know. God's telling me there's something different. And I didn't realize what it was till this morning. Maybe it wasn't supposed to be about what I had to share this morning. Because rarely is it late on a Saturday night that I'm still sweating. Lord, what is it you want me to say tomorrow? And I felt as though I had it, and then this morning God saying to me, No, I have it. You be quiet and step out of the way. Amen. Hallelujah. So before we sing one more song, I'm going to ask Morgan to give you a quick glimpse of what I was going to preach. And show that video real quick, baby. Now tell me which of these animals are the smartest. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Now, let me give you a quick synopsis here. The smart ones were the ones that, rather than infighting and bickering, were watching for trouble and warned the other ones. Because the devil, who is like a roaring lion, is seeking whom he can devour. And if you're sitting here bickering and fighting with one another, guess who he is going to attack? Because you're not watching out for the enemy. You're making your brother, your sister, your enemy. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. the quickest sermon I ever preached. Let's sing another song. (laughs)
0: take a comfortable position of worship as we sing this morning. One day when heaven was filled with His praises One day when sin was as black as could be Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin Dwelt among men My example is He Word became flesh And the light shined among us His glory revealed Living in loved me. Dying He saved me Burying since far away rising he justified freely forever one day he's coming, oh glory day, stay oh glory stay one day he of Calvary's mountain, one day he's named to die on a tree. Suffering, anguished, despised and rejected. Bury our sins, my Redeemer is he? Hands of the healed nations, stretched out on a tree. Took the nails from me.
1: just because i don't preach a sermon does not mean that god's call is not reaching out to your heart this afternoon if you're hearing the voice of god speak to you that's when you answer you don't wait for a specific time it's not about an agenda or a man-made man-made timetable it's about what christ is doing in your life amen Amen. we have folks at the altar already if god has called it on your heart to come to this altar and pray please do so if he's called you to pray where you're at to go across an aisle and grab someone and pray with them Or maybe God's telling you it's time to walk that aisle and say, I'm ready to accept you, Lord Jesus, and profess you before men. Let's do that together today. I'm going to lead us in a word of prayer, and I'm going to have Chris and the guys sing. But if God's telling you to come to this altar, will you do that today? Father God, I do come before you. And thank you for this opportunity that we can share one with another of your grace, your mercy. Lord, to hear the testimonies of those who have spoke, uh, spoken and shared with us today, the, to be able to know that we can know, that we can know that while you were being God right here in our little church in Southern Springs, you were God in Alaska at 23 below, and people were getting saved. People were getting freed from the sins and the, I mean from the bondage of that sin that was in their lives. God, I pray right now that if there's anyone in this body of believers today, anyone in here that needs to be unshackled, to let it go that you would speak to them in a special way right now. Father, it doesn't matter if they've been in church their whole life or if this is their first day. Whether they have ran from the church and now they've turned back. You know the hearts of your people. And may we open those hearts unto you. Speak to us in a way that each one of us can hear and understand, Lord. Whether it be through song or maybe just directly to us. But Lord, we turn this time of invitation over to you. Into your hands. It's in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Leads us. If God is speaking to you, will you sing or will you pray or will you do whatever it is that God's calling you specifically to do? Chris.
0: Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. Jesus, a name above every other name. Jesus, the only one I could ever say. We could ever say, Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring, Worthy of every breath we could ever bring, we live for you. Jesus, the name. Jesus, the name above every other name, Jesus, the only one who could ever say, worthy of every bread we could ever bring, we live for you, oh, we live for you, this none beside you open up I'm beside you. Open up my eyes and wonder. This moment. You may not get another.
1: Isn't it great to be in God's house this morning? Amen. You can be seated for a moment. I know that some of y'all are, are, are anxious and know that, think that Baldy's failing up on you. It's okay. They'll still be there. They wait on us to close. Amen. It's good seeing everybody this morning. I do have some things I want to present to you. There's been some, some powerful prayer already done up here this morning, but there are others who are coming today. Mr. and Ms. Warren, you want to come on? come on up? I present to you this morning the folks that you can blame for, oh he, he disappeared, oh there he went. <laughs> Seriously, Mr. and Ms. Warren, this is, this is Brother Ray's parents and they've been coming and been visiting and they're sharing with us this morning, They we talked last week and they know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior for a long time and they, they truly felt like they prayed about it and they said that we know the Lord, we've been in the Lord, and God's telling us to move our membership and come and be a part of the body right here. Amen. So everybody in accordance with that, say amen this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. I guess uh, now we're going to put you to work, brother. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. If I can get you to step step over to the side. Brother Ray, you want to come stand with your mom and dad? so, so Solis. Soslin, Soslin. Soslin. It's a German name, right? No, Russian. Russian, Russian. Soslin's been coming for a while and we talked this morning about his baptism and what it means, baptism of the Holy Spirit and baptism... He is. He knows Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. He has also been baptized of his own accord to let the world know that the, of the inner baptism that's been made by Jesus Christ. That he has accepted Christ as his Lord and Savior. But he says that God's laid it on his heart. And he's coming this morning. He also wants to join with this body of believers and be a part of this. Amen. Amen. So everybody in accordance to that, say hallelujah. 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 So praise God. Where'd David go? David, you want to come stand with Soslin? And we got another brother and sister. You put on the spot, honey. Come on up.
3: I go in right front your wife there. Sorry about that.
1: So, Jim and Don, right. right? Jim and Don Daly. They are coming this morning. They know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. They've been baptized by their own accord and we, we prayed up here and, and I've met, you know, we've seen them around and done all kinds of things here back and forth, but they are coming this morning. They said that they felt like God has laid this on their heart, that this was the place where God is moving and that they too want to come and join and be a part of the body of believers this morning. Sounds like they like you. <laughs> Amen. So if you're in accordance, I'd say hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So guys, these faces, Mr. and Miss Warren, Jim, Jim and Don, uh, Soslin, Soslin, I'll get it, I, I promise I'll get it right eventually, uh, but they're coming this morning. Whenever we move out and make ourselves uh, available and show ourselves to the enemy, he puts us on their, his radar. He, he says, man, what are they doing moving in his name again? So I want you to know that they've stepped out and now it's up to the brothers and sisters to keep, keep them in prayer. Amen? Amen? So if any of their faces cross your mind, that is the time to get on your knees and say, Father, wherever they're at, let them know that we love them, they're a part of our family, and that you love them and that you'll never leave them or forsake them. Amen? Amen? Amen. So it's good to have all these folks on board with the family this morning. Don, it's good to have you. The Warrens. S- Susslin, Close enough? <laughs> I'll get it. I'll get it. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Nickname. Sauce. Sauce. Hey, I can say sauce. I'm good with that one. (laughs) Seriously, guys. Let's just uh, all stand and let's go to the Lord one more time then I'm going to give you a moment to go get your children or if you're ready to leave and then come back in about five minutes and we're going to uh, start with the wedding for David and Sherry Kay and we're going to have a, a good afternoon. But let, let's let close in a word of prayer right now. Make sure you give these folks a hug and let them know it's good to see them in God's house and that they're a part of our family now. Amen? Amen. Father God, I do come before you and I, and, and God, I lift up Jim and Don and the Warrens and, and Sosselin and I just pray, Lord that you will continue to give them a peace about the decision they've made this day father help us to continue to be those that are looking out for the enemy and warning one another continue to give us a testimony that can be used such as christy and, and and julie and pat shared with us this morning and god may we continue whether it be in alaska whether it be in texas guatemala our workplace our families our homes our schools wherever we are may we be your hands and feet ready in season and out of season to be and to do and to say what it is you've called us to. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. 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 Guys, go go get your children or go home and come back in five minutes for for the wedding ceremony.